the pandemic, social unrest, the state house, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. It is Thursday coming up, 1 o'clock, COVID briefing. Now, will Governor Gina Raimondo make an appearance today? Hmm, that'd be interesting. She did finally uh, kind of pop her head out a little bit. We had not seen or heard from her, not in talking to the media, since Tuesday, December 22nd. She denies that the Biden administration people have told her to be on lockdown, but she really has not spoken to the media. And even the other day, it was very limited. Uh, A couple of media members were chosen to be at a certain place at a certain time, and boom, suddenly there she was available in the form of Governor Mundo. One of the people that was there is not even a reporter, it was an anchor, uh, but has uh, developed a friendship, so to speak, with uh, the governor and her people. And so that person was given the, quote, exclusive uh, television station and then also the Providence Journal. And the governor insists she is still the governor now. Uh, so we'll carry the briefing. And then also that's uh, coming up at one o'clock. If you have a question you would like me to ask, it's all about the vaccine right now. It really is. But if you do have a question, please go to the website, depetro.com. And then on the right hand side, scroll down a little bit. You'll see contact John Boom, direct link and in, uh, in send me whatever it is that it may be. But the COVID numbers are down. The vaccine is getting out there. There have been some problems with the rollout. And apparently Governor Mundo spoke to a high-level executive of CVS, if not the C- CVS executive, I-, I think it's Sunday night at home, and is very upset the way it's been going. So that's the type of thing that someone from the health department won't do. Uh, incoming Governor, Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee, he can't do that. The only person that could pick up the phone and make that happen like that was and is the current governor who's who's Governor Raimondo. So uh, at this point, as we are about to hit the midway point of the month, and we are uh, coming closer to, uh, you know, February 15th, this weekend is Valentine's. But as we get closer to that, over the next two weeks, and then into March, as the weather starts getting better, and the vaccines more available, and it seems to be working because um, the number of COVID people, the number of people in the hospital is way down. So we could really start to, um, and that is good news. That is good news and things could start to turn around for the spring. As far as the impeachment, hearing of President Trump, we're going to follow that. Uh, I They're admitting a lot of evidence. They are putting together, it's like a, a movie. When you go in to see a movie and they show the previews and all they show is like an action-packed preview. I mean, that's what it is. Um, and it, and it, it was a lot of back and forth and people that want to get in the building and, uh, being told they can't go into the building. Uh, a lot of, uh, this could have happened and that could have happened, but we do know what happened and all this business of, they were trying to stop the, uh, the vote and they didn't stop the vote. They had the vote that night. So the, he's not going to be impeached. There's 44 Republicans who are not going to budge. There's no, they, they are, you're seeing every, we're all seeing the same thing. Uh, and, and now we're just seeing it from different angles. Here's a security camera. Here's, you know, Senator Romney running through the hall. Here's Vice President Mike Pence walking down some stairs. They they didn't know what they were dealing with. And and as far as uh, the people with weapons, uh, you didn't see people with, you know, long guns or anything like that. Some people came in. There certainly was some back and forth. I'm not going to say that there wasn't some violence. But at the same time, yeah, President Trump was encouraging people to protest outside the Capitol. No one talked about going inside the Capitol. Go outside the Capitol. Make your voices heard. Big crowd outside. No one talked about going inside. So they can uh, continue with this. For the impeachment managers, Congressman David Cicilline is getting a lot of FaceTime, a lot of airtime with this. I'm sure he's raising a lot of money from this. It raises his profile. But in the end, they're, they're, they are damaging. They're definitely damaging the Trump brand. Uh, the way they're portraying this. And we'll see what type of defense that the president's legal team puts in. But are there more important things? What's also being hidden from this is President Biden's plan to to complete puppet to teachers unions is, all right, one day a month, the kids have to go back to school. I mean, what a joke. 
So you feel terrible for these kids that are in the public schools. And the same thing, the Rhode Island Senate is putting a moratorium on charter schools for Providence and Central Falls. The kids that need it the most, complete selfishness, destruction. You know, that's a that's the real crime. So we're going to talk about that, cover it. Plus, it's uh, Thursday for the COVID briefing, and it's all right here. Stay tuned to The John DePietro Show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers and won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time full-time, maybe weekend work, you need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession. MEGA Professionals, call them today, 508 508- 336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional and she's been doing this work for 25 years contact karen etchells at innovast digital marketing she will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results she's local and responsive give karen a call for a free consultation at 401-321-2799 that's 401-321-2799 or find karen on the web at www.innovast.com. MEGA truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for MEGA, M-E-G-A, MEGA truck and trailer repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 24-hour mobile service, and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 536-2110. It's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. You're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Joining me right now, he is our legal analyst, one of Rhode Island's top attorneys, that is attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, we're going to start off with the uh, Senate impeachment trial that's taking place. There's some different facets of it that I'll ask you questions and we'll discuss but both sides open. And then uh, on Wednesday, now today, uh, well, on Wednesday, I should say, the House managers began their portion of this impeachment trial. And so I'd like to hear just some of your initial thoughts on how uh, things are working out so far. Well, the deck has been stacked. Um, the the Democrat majority in the Senate um, has voted that um, this impeachment proceeding is constitutional. Personally, I think that's an incorrect conclusion. Um, again, we're not in a courtroom. I think this whole proceeding, were it, it before a judge in a courtroom, would never pass constitutional muster, but we're in the Senate full of politicians um, who are bending the rules and sort of making things up as they go along. Um, from a procedural and from a constitutional perspective, I mean, 
I think it's an embarrassment. Um, I think the media largely is cheerleading that this is good. I think that the proponents of this trial are simply looking, if not for a conviction, then something to put in the history books that he was twice impeached. Um, and it's fodder for any future political run that Donald Trump might wish to make. Um, but it's just crazy the way they're making this thing up as they go along. We talked about last week, John, the fact that um, um, Supreme Court Chief Justice Roberts refused to sit for this without explanation. The Constitution calls for the chief judge to preside over an impeachment trial in the Senate. So <laughs> the majority in the Senate says, we got a great idea. We'll make Pat Leahy um, the individual who's going to run the trial to be the judge, so to speak. Now, you can't have it both ways. You look at the Constitution. It's a very short description of what is impeachment and it's a very short description of what the house does and what the senate does so the majority in the senate says oh no when the chief judge he only has to sit does the chief judge for a sitting president if it's not a sitting president then we don't need the chief judge then we can just put in whoever we want the constitution doesn't say anything like that it doesn't talk about when the president is sitting versus when the president's out of office. It simply says the, the chief judge presides. So now the hairs are being split by the majority in the Senate saying, well, we can still do this without the chief judge because there's an inference that if the president is out of office, it doesn't have to be the chief judge. There's no default provision in the Constitution that if the chief judge refuses to sit, can't sit, won't sit, what happens? The Constitution doesn't say you pick a partisan who's going to vote on this thing and has already expressed an opinion about whether there's guilt and whether um, the president should be convicted to run the show. I mean, that's an embarrassment. Whether If you hate Donald Trump, and you wish him to be convicted, and you don't care how it's accomplished, well, then this process is for you. But if you care about a process which is constitutionally consistent and will be something that historically we'll look back on saying, yeah, that was done the right way, then this is a joke. There's, there's no other way to look at it. It's, they're just making up rules and changing rules and inventing rules as they go along. Um, which fully misses the point of what should be happening here. Um, and a lot of what's being put forth in the um, house managers is a lot of what ifs. This could have been worse. More people could have been hurt. The building could have burned down. We could have all been killed. Well, none of those things happen. So you can't right. prosecute or convict somebody for speculations of what could have happened based upon the series of events that unfolded. Um, again, in a courtroom, you can't say those things. You'd be, you'd be laughed or thrown out of the courtroom for doing such. But this is political theater. Um, this is political theater that's looking to create a result for the history books and a result that they can use as a political weapon. It's got nothing really to do with the merits of whether the president was engaged in um, a high crime or a misdemeanor or otherwise committed an impeachable offense. Um, again, I don't see that there is an impeachable offense. I don't think that his words and his speech are an impeachable offense. I think that the president's conduct, his behavior, and his decisions after he was back at the White House were poor decisions. They weren't politically well thought out. They had some dreadful consequences. People got hurt, people died, but it's not impeachable per se. It just isn't. It's um, a series of unfortunate decisions the president made, um, which maybe made matters worse or maybe 
didn't bring it under control as quickly as possible. But that's a bad decision. That's not an impeachable offense. Right. You know, Tim, there was even a report that the president at one point wanted to uh, lead everyone to walk down to the Capitol. Now, they, they, the Secret Service ruled them. There was discussion on that. But even shows, you know, it was to lead people in a protest outside the Capitol, which goes on all the time. There are day or used to be daily protests outside the Capitol. Now, you know, when you have that many people and then it's contentious and people are upset and then people go back and forth. But I, I just don't understand how they make the argument of, you know, yeah, we're going to protest, make our voices heard and then turn that into he was instructing them to go in there and, and cause the havoc that happened. Yes. And, and certainly the president in his speech, as we've discussed, said, now we're going to peacefully and patriotically walk down right. to the Capitol to let the senators know what we think or how we feel. Um, the the blurb or the little snippet of the speech, which is now being pounded home in the Senate and in the media, is when the president said, "We're going to go that. We're going to fight like hell," right? As if to say that that was promoting an insurrection. Um, yeah. You can listen to any newscast any night if you choose your station. And there's clips of Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi and Elizabeth Warren and AOC and Maxine Waters saying, we're going to fight. We're going to fight. We're never going to stop fighting. Um, you've got Kamala Harris saying, you know, the, the summer protesters are going to fight. They're going to continue to fight. They're never going to stop fighting and they shouldn't stop fighting. Um, so the political notion of we got to keep fighting is a term that's thrown around by Democrats and Republicans. Right. Um, no one else has called out for that language other than this president. And I think that that's a bit of a double standard. Yeah. But of course, again, we're in the political world, not the legal world. And um, to the extent that folks are aware that those fighting words are being treated differently depending on who says them. Hmm. Uh, again, points out sort of the political hypocrisy of this whole process. You know, one of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers was asked, what did the coach say at halftime? And he said, just that we have to go out there and fight like hell in the second half. I mean, he didn't mean to go out and start fighting the Kansas City Chiefs. It's just kind of a, you know, it's, a, it's just a phrase you use that we're going to give it all we have. Now, Tim, what did you think of the opening by uh, the president's defense team? Uh, his, his, yeah, his defense team. Well, I, I think that what they have brought up in the first instance is reiterating the unconstitutional nature of this entire proceeding. And I think they're right. Um, I think that when they talk about the, the president's um, speech that day, was an exercise of his First Amendment rights, and it was his expressing of his opinion and his thoughts, rightly or wrongly held, as to what happened during that election, that he can't be impeached for his First Amendment right to free speech, to, to tell his crowd his thoughts on what happened to him during the election. And I think that's largely correct. I mean, there's the old adage, you know, free speech doesn't allow you to cry, yell fire in a crowded theater, that old right. adage. But um, if you look at the transcript of the president's speech that day, um, he was expressing his opinion. He was expressing his frustration. And I think that that frustration was shared by the folks in the crowd um, the media has been suggesting that the president knowingly was perpetrating a lie and providing false information on what happened during that election. But he has his right to his opinion. Um, he's not under oath. He does think that he got um, the short end here in terms of the electoral process. Maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. His supporters haven't proved it. It remains an allegation which hasn't been backed up really at all. But 
he might go to his grave thinking that the election was stolen from him. And he can right. spout that opinion anytime he wants. That's yeah. free speech. Um, right. And, you know, wars have been fought to protect our constitutional rights. And everyone else but this president, I mean, let me say it differently, this president shouldn't have his right to free speech curtailed um, just because folks don't like what his opinion is. He thinks he got screwed. That's his yeah. opinion. Um, yeah. He hasn't supported it. He hasn't backed it up. But that does not mean he has, hasn't the right to think what he thinks. Um, right. and, and, you know, free speech is, in the First Amendment, is a hard thing. As they said, you've got to be willing to let people say the most hurtful things that you don't like and say, well, that's what our country's about. That's what free speech is. That's the way it used to be. Uh, you know, in listening to all this back and forth about what's free speech and what's hate speech and what's in the First Amendment, it's a little off the topic. But I can remember around about when I was in college, if you'll, many of your listeners will remember, there was an event in Skokie, Illinois, where there yeah. was a, a large Jewish population yeah. And many of the folks who lived there were Holocaust survivors who had come from Europe or had family that had died in the Holocaust. And a dreadful event occurs. The KKK decides they're going to have a march in Skokie, which is reprehensible to me, but they wanted to poke everyone who lived in Skokie, the Jewish population. They figured they'd march down Main Street and poked them all in the eye, metaphorically. The ACLU, which is a much different ACLU than it is today, defended the KKK's right to march and to express their dreadful, vile opinions um, in a, a town which was antithetical to everything the KKK stands for. But that is free speech. The right to say what you want to say, to voice your opinions, to voice your politics, whatever the case might be. And the ACLU supported that, not because they like what the KKK was saying. They hated what the KKK was saying, but they defended right. their right to say it. And that's the difficulty of free speech. And that's the challenge that we face. Not this with this president, with a lot of what uh, folks like AOC and others of her um, political stripe sure. are pushing right sure. now. It's, it's a yeah. slippery slope. You've got free speech issues. You've got this ridiculous impeachment trial going on. So people may like what's happening in terms of muzzling people's speech and going after a president that some don't like. But the bigger picture is that people are just tossing away their constitutional rights or ignoring them willy-nilly, either because they don't understand them, they don't know their historical perspective, or they just don't care, or they've just never learned about the Constitution, John. I don't know which it is, but mm. it's a disturbing trend in this country. Folks, we're going to take a quick break, a lot more. Our legal expert attorney, Tim Dodd, straight ahead, right here on the John DePietro Show. The heating season is here. Folks, you need to call JKL Engineering today. JKL 401-351-7600. Let JKL Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system. The energy-efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. If you think no gas, hey, guess what? No problem. Let JKL Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient. Reduce your oil bill. By as much as 90%, they have the highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. JKL is Carry Factory Authorized Dealer, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, for over 50 years, JKL's reputation second to none, especially for technical expertise, customer satisfaction. JKL is an approved national grid BPI installer. JKL is also a Navian certified factory dealer called JKL. 
system replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available. They're licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Call J.K.L. Engineering right now, residential or commercial, at 401-351-7600. J.K.L., they'll do it right the first time. Now call them. You don't want to get stuck with an inefficient heating system. What if it starts to get really cold? Call J.K.L. right now. Free quote, free estimate. Estimates of free financing is available. 401-351-7600. Rhode Island, Massachusetts. It's JKL Engineering. 401-351-7600. We're speaking with attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, the uh, in the aftermath of the election, there was a lot of talk. Uh, Lou Dobbs certainly got himself in the middle of it. Sidney Powell, Rudy Giuliani, Mike Lindell, the MyPillow guy, and now Dominion and Smartmatic. Boy, the lawsuits are flying right now. The, the lawsuits are flying, and Fox is ducking for cover. They've already taken Lou Dobbs off the air. I think he's been uh, terminated. Um, yeah. There's a big push in a lot of media outlets to no longer run um, – spots for the that my pillow guy mike yep. mike lindell mike lindell um yeah. there's always been a push against him because mike lindell for a while was almost single-handedly supporting like the hannity show and the tucker oh, carlson yeah. show still does um, sure and you know folks on the left would like to take him off the air and prove you know undercut his abilities to support some conser- shows that have a conservative um point of view smartmatics is getting into the act along with dominion going after media outlets which have been reporting negatively about their election equipment and their election technology um fox is pushing back fox news because that's the at the center of the latest smartmatics lawsuit saying We've been showing, we've been presenting both sides of this. When Smartmatics has been uh, um, on record saying that the reporting is wrong, that our machines are secure, that our software is uh, something that can't be hacked. Um, Fox says we've been reporting both sides of the stories. We've been reporting that there is the specter that these machines can be compromised. We've been reporting the um, rebuttal that the machines are secure. So how is reporting both sides of the story something which is actionable? Um, Fox is saying, well, you'd only like us to report the stories that say your machines are um, impervious to corruption. You don't want us to report on the stories that allege anecdotally that the machines can be corrupted. We're telling both sides of the story. You want to sue us for telling the side of the story that you don't like. If that's true, then Fox will get out of this. The problem becomes, just like any other suit for slander or libel or you know that type of um, action, if the folks making statements know the statements to be false. So for instance, let's assume Lou Dobbs had inside information that the Smartmatic machines were not corruptible, but he went on the air anyways because it was good for ratings and said all, all of the things that he said about questioning the integrity of their equipment. If he knew the statements were false when he made them, or if he made them in reckless disregard to whether they were true or not, then he could be subject to this particular lawsuit. The question is, what did Lou Dobbs know, if anything? When did he know it? And what was his knowledge at the time he was making those statements? Um, To the extent he was making definitive statements, let's assume, I don't listen to Lou Dobbs, but if he said, we all know those machines were corruptible and we know they were corrupted. Well, If he can't back up that statement, then he's in trouble from a legal standpoint. As we've discussed previously with Sidney Powell and all the other, Rudy Giuliani, the only good thing a lawsuit does is it 
provides an opportunity for those who are accused or those who are sued through the discovery process to try to prove that the statements they were making was correct were correct. So will it be possible for a Fox or Lou Dobbs or in other cases, Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell to get into the software of the Dominion systems or the Smartmatic systems and prove whether or not they can actually be corrupted and whether a thief software can be manipulated. If they can prove that, they're they're going to be okay. If they can't prove yeah. it, they're going to pay a lot of money. Yeah. Folks, we're speaking with attorney Tim Dodd, our legal expert. Now, Tim, some of the people uh, are going to be considered more high profile that made their way into the Capitol, but boy, they are unloading on them with the federal charges, especially one of them uh, he's a proud boy from Rochester, Dominic uh, Pozzola, known as Spaz. I mean, they're charging him. He was the first one they believe he was, took a uh, – he's the guy's a former Marine, former boxer, and he's a bricklayer. He went over to one of the Capitol Police and basically just manhandled him and took away his baton and shield, used the shield to smash the window. They believe that was the first breach. He's being charged with a federal crime of terrorism. Yeah, I, I don't see that. I mean, I think that's an overcharging of what yeah. happened here. But, you know, we talked about this in the days after. Do you think that, you know, these folks are all going to get a pass? Will the system go easy on them? And my opinion then, it still is no, they're going to try to crush all of them to send a message. Mm. Don't ever try to do this again. Um they're going to go after these people and crush them in a way that they never chose to go after those who were protesting around the country all summer, burning down right. cities and, and looting businesses. Tearing down monuments yeah, and, and statues. Fire, yeah. Firebombing police stations and trying to wow. destroy uh, federal courthouses. Courthouses. It's a right. totally different treatment. Just like free speech is treated differently based on mm. who's saying it. And words are either considered to be unacceptable or not, depending who's saying the words, um, the disparate treatment between summer protesters and the folks who are being charged here, it's a world of difference. Um, do, I wow. think that, do I think this guy will be convicted for domestic terrorism? Um, no. Uh, I think that, however, it makes a very splashy headline for the feds. Yeah. And it will have a chilling effect on other folks who may, from the right um, side of the political spectrum, um, be inclined to go out there and protest. Um, the message is loud and clear. Um, that will not be tolerated. Mm. I mean, um, as, as uh, Dominic Pezzola, known as uh, Spence, he he's still being held. He's been held since uh, right after this happened. And then the leader of the Oath Keepers. I mean, they're not even, he didn't harm anyone. Just the fact that he was at the premises and got inside. Um, they're facing very, very serious charges. Now, there's some other stories in the news. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, a lot more attorney Tim Dodd. And we'll roll through some of it right here on the John DePietro Show. We're in an accident. Someone hits your vehicle. It's damaged in some way. Pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Folks, as you're riding along, you just never know. You could be dealing with a drunk driver, someone not paying attention. How about the people texting and driving? If you ever damage your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. Several reasons. One, they'll handle everything for you. Two, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. And three, they'll make your car. It'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them, 401-272-3340. Did someone damage your vehicle? Whether it's a small fender bender or nearly total vehicle, West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today, 401-272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident... First thing you want to do, call the police, fill out a police report. If the tow truck shows up, tell them, let's get this vehicle over to West Fountain, 401-272-3340. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional 
who has been doing this work for 23 years, contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. While the pandemic rages on, you need to stay healthy. You need to take care of your health. You need to stop it and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant. Call Marie. I call her the Queen of Health, 401-305-3585. You've seen her store. It's right in that old white church. It's My Health, because, folks, it's about your health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Shop local. Stop it and see Marie. What do we have? Well, vitamins, herbal remedies, trusted companies, who understand quality, integrity, local products like the incredible acai berry. She also has honey, maple syrup. Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant, has over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas. The service is the best plus hemp and CBD products, plus massage therapy, reflexology, Pilates. Folks, stop it and see her. It's my health because it's about your health and staying healthy and children's vitamins. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 401-305-3585. Stop in and see Marie and It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant, because remember, it's your health. Stop it and see Marie at It's My Health. We're speaking with our legal expert, attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, I want to um, kind of walk through just some of the uh, stories in the news. One is with the Barrington assault. These were the two neighbors. The judge decided, okay, two misdemeanors of assault in uh, battery, I believe. But uh, this doctor in Barrington, not guilty of the hate crime. He did say, I believe, the judge said that, General Assembly, Attorney General, you may want to up it, but based on the Rhode Island statute, this guy did not commit a hate crime. Yes, the the judge, I think, used the strongest language that he, he could. He told Dr. Gordon in open court that he found his actions to be repulsive. Uh, he can't imagine being the recipient of the behavior and the language that the doctor um, utilized against his neighbor. Um I stand corrected because last week I was thinking, how's the judge going to give the attorney general a second bite at the apple to prove that this is a hate crime? I went back and looked at the statute, which really doesn't get aired out all that often in court. And it does have a provision that if the judge uh, has a finding of guilt, he will afford the prosecutors additional time for a sentencing hearing to attempt to prove that the conduct for which the defendant was found guilty squares with the, um, with the hate crime sentencing act. So I, I have to modify and correct some of what I had said last week, but I think the judge got it right in not finding this to be a hate crime because the statute has specific elements. It has to be proved beyond a reasonable doubt that the defendant intentionally selected the person against whom the offense was committed based upon um, their color, their race, their sexual orientation, their gender, etc. In this case, it, it appears that this Dr. Gordon had had previously disputes with the prior owners of the property that... Um, the the new neighbors had acquired and that the doctor had had beefs with his prior neighbors regarding the boundary disputes. So it's not like he was always good with his prior neighbors, but decided to pick a fight with the new neighbors because they were from India. So he didn't target them because of their um, country of national origin or their skin color or their religious faith. He, he was beefing with them because of an bo- ongoing boundary dispute. Um, so 
he beefed with every neighbor that he had about the boundaries. So he didn't select them saying, I'm going to pick a fight with these punks because they're from India and because they're Muslims. The hate crime would be more like if a couple of people, let's say, go out and they say, we're going to look for people of a certain ethnicity or a certain color. And when we find them, we're going to beat them up. Well, that's a hate crime because you're looking for someone and you're looking right. to um, commit a criminal act against them simply because of their color or their race sure. or their religion. That's not the case here. But it is important, I think, for your listeners to know that when there is a determination of a hate crime, even for a misdemeanor like this was, this was simply an assault, a misdemeanor case for which there is a potential sentence for up to a year at the ACI and up to a year, excuse me, up to a $1,000 fine, which almost never happens. The judge gave um, this doctor a year uh, probation. But if the judge had found, John, that this was in fact a hate crime for sentencing purposes, this doctor would have been sentenced mandatory to not less than 30 days at the ACI and not more than a year at the ACI. And the statute specifically says that none of that um, sentence of incarceration can be suspended. So if the, if the judge had found a hate crime, this doctor would have been in jail for at least 30 days, not less than 30 days, not more than a year. Cool. So depending on the conduct, if a hate crime had been found, this judge could have said, guess what, doc, you're going away for yeah. six months or nine months wow. or whatever. And that, that would certainly have been appealed, but it's something that if the judge sentences you to the time, you got to go do the time. You're not going to get out of it yeah. on work release or a suspended sentence or anything else. So folks out there, I'm sure none of your listeners would ever consider engaging in anything that could be a hate crime. But if you think you're going to do something like that, you're looking at jail, real jail. Mm-hmm. Folks, we're speaking with our legal expert, Tim Dodd. Tim, there's a story that bubbled up of this woman went on TikTok, I believe, and uh, she used Gorilla Glue because uh, she ran out of like uh, hairspray or what have you. And then a month later, you know, I mean, it's it's cement. Now they're saying they may sue or she might sue the Gorilla Glue because it doesn't specifically say that you're not supposed to use it in here. Yeah, there, John, there's, there's lots of litigation around the country um, regarding failure to warn. Um, and... Uh, manufacturers of goods and sellers of things, commodities, um, are in an ever-increasing obligation to slap warnings um, on their products because they're trying to defend against the potential for just this type of lawsuit. You know, I'm speculating, but I'm pretty sure that uh, this Gorilla Glue would say, you know, don't use it on your skin, only use it on um, right. wood or um, so, cement or you right. know, metal surfaces, not on skin. Don't let it come into contact with um, your eyes. Don't let it come into contact with any mucous membranes or anything like that. Um, is it necessary to go the extra mile and say, oh, by the way, don't use this as a hair product to style your hair? Oh. Um, that's an open question. I, I'll bet you. Wow. I'll bet you that they'll start putting that in their warnings just to prevent yeah. against this type of thing. I, I don't know what type of person decides that um, when they're out of hair gel, <laughs> they're going to use Gorillaclo. Yeah, um, it's it's I guess something that manufacturers have to try to think. Um, like the most foolish people might think in how they might use the product. I guess they should also say, don't consume it, don't drink it, don't use it as a condiment um, without, you know, overdoing it. Society and the legal system now requires um, sellers of products to really almost overkill the warnings that they put on products. This one seems a little 
um, excessive, but a warning is a warning. And I think that uh, Gorilla Glue will have to up their game. Will this woman ever be awarded damages? Um, I don't know, but I, I think if I put super glue in my hair and I couldn't get it out, I would just cut my hair off and wait for it to grow back. Yeah, and well, now I don't have any more Gorilla Glue. So right. I, I don't know. Like that woman that put her cat in the microwave when they first came out. And then now they do have, don't put a pet. I think cat went out in the rain, put it in the microwave, the cat exploded. And then now it says, don't put an animal in there. Uh, Tim Dodd, what about this story, the judge saying the Good Samaritan protections don't shield gun charges? This is a Rhode Island story. Yes, the Good Samaritan statute is intended that if, you know, you're with someone who's overdosing and you call the police and the EMTs and they show up, um, that for, you know, the drug-related offenses or drug uh, manufacturing activities to save the life, um, there should be certain exemptions from prosecution for what the cops show up and find while they're attempting right. to save the overdosing person. Um, this fellow um, made the call because I think it was his girlfriend was ODing. Um, when they show up, they said he was moving in a furtive way and acting very um, shifty and they patted him down, and I think they found that he had fentanyl on his person. Um, and then they also found, or he acknowledged, that he had an unregistered handgun. So the cops uh, charge him with the drugs, and they charge him with the um, unregistered uh, handgun. The judge faulted the cops for charging this gentleman with the drugs in the first instance, because he should have been shielded from those charges based upon the Good Samaritan law. But the judge, in reviewing the statute, found that there was no specific carve-out for um, charges for guns. Um, this guy's attorney said, well, wait a minute, the gun was part and parcel to the drug trade that this guy was carrying on. So... It's just like another piece of drug paraphernalia. So you can't charge him for the other paraphernalia. You shouldn't be charging him for the gun. The judge found that that was not a specific carve out in the statute. And I think the message goes out now to the legislature. Okay, legislature, do you want to amend the statute to include that guns should be exempt from a prosecutable offense under the Good Samaritan statute? I, I don't think the legislature will go that far. Yeah. And uh, Tim Dodd, it, it's still preliminary, but this uh, Georgia open investigation into the president's phone call with the secretary of state, in which he had been looking to overturn the results. This was that famous phone call of uh, fellas. I need 11,000 votes. Um, I, I, do we know where this may lead or is it all still just too early? It's right now just a, an investigation that's been opened with the Georgia secretary of state. Um, could it be criminal? I, mean, I guess if they get a sufficient um, quantum of evidence, um, there could be criminal charges for election fraud. I think that's the uh, direction they would be going in suggesting that the president was um, attempting to arm twist the secretary of state to um, uh, engage in conduct, which would uh, be fraudulent in terms of the election results. My recollection is that the president, uh, foolishly or not, uh, in a moment of exasperation, said to the Georgia secretary of state, I just want to find 11,780 right. votes. Correct. That's what he said. He didn't say, yep. I want you to go find the votes. No. He didn't say, you go make up those votes. You go, right. you go shake the trees and you go find me the votes. That would have been more troublesome. But the president didn't go quite that far. He said, I just right. want to find 11,780 votes. Yes, that's a frustrated comment. Like if I could just get another seven, whatever, 11,000 and change, I could yes. change the results. He didn't instruct anyone to do anything improper. 
anything illegal, anything fraudulent. So again, it's a nice headline, which uh, again serves to besmirch this president and his reputation. But I don't expect that there should be criminal charges. There could be political criminal charges coming out, but I don't think that based on what we know today, um, it would be uh, criminal charges for which um, the president could ever be found guilty. Yeah. Folks, he is our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, great job as always. Stay safe and we'll talk to you Thanks, John. You too, Tim. This winter, you can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Make Henry Oil. Make the switch. Make Henry Oil your reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery company. 401-521-0200. Residential, commercial, fuel oil delivery, fuel oil diesel, gasoline, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. It's Henry Oil, serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Remember, with Henry Oil, automatic delivery, budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing. Check out their website, henryoil.com, or call them today, 401-521-0200. Henry Oil. Since 1947, they have a great family history and they are just terrific. You can depend on Carmine and Lori and the great folks at Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Check them out online at henryoil.com. Residential and commercial fuel oil delivery, service contracts, budget plans, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery, serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass., it's Henry Oil. Call them 401-521-0200 this winter. I'm asking you to switch to Henry Oil online at henryoil.com. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401 401- 321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. What's the point of having an appliance if it doesn't work properly? Or maybe you have problems with it. I'll tell you what you should do. As I like to say, if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401 710 7096. Easy to remember. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. I've used Ryan on several occasions, whether it's for your washing machine or maybe your dryer or the refrigerator or your stove or oven or microwave, any appliance. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan, 401-710-7096. I was having a problem with our, our clothes dryer. What would happen? It wouldn't turn on. No way they were going to dry the clothes. I called Ryan's Appliance Repair. He fixed that in about five minutes. Then the oven wouldn't heat up. I called Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. He fixed the the oven in about five minutes. Folks, call them. All work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts and labor. Senior citizens discounts are available and Saturday appointments are available. Come on, call Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. 